giving you a slice of unapologetic conversation. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Straight to Tape. My name is C. Perry Elysi II, the Mr. Fantastic of Podcasters, Fantastic uh, Four. First, uh, the quintessential hip hop mom. Of course, she's the first lady of S2T, Keisha with a Y. What's good, K? What's up, y'all? It is Keisha with a Y, a.k.a. Hip Hop Mom, a.k.a. Happy Birthday, Felicia, my bestie boo, and your mom's favorite mom. <laughs> yes, happy birthday to our beloved Fee. And, of course, our social media assassin for the 2-1, it's Rob the Actual. What's good, Rob? man in the building you know what i'm saying ruggedly handsome geekishly intelligent and uh again wishing for you a happy born day happy born day birth birth (laughs) b-a-r-t-h um (laughs) that's for the pokemon out there yeah of course of course of course wanna um uh wanna send uh you know uh you know wishes to um the uh, fourth member of Straight to Tape, who is out sick today, uh, the comedian Tico DeGallo. Tico, please, my man, get better, okay? Get well, homie. Definitely get well, definitely well, get I'm gonna well. I'm going to kick your ass! And yeah, yeah, she yeah, actually, yeah. yeah, she actually really, really, uh, really means that, so. Um, She'll do it, too. Yeah, she will, she will, she will. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we got a, of course, got a, another exciting show for you today where, of course, we'll be taking a look at the state of, uh, you know, state of black music. But remember, Straight to Tape is live Sundays, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Facebook and Twitch. Make sure you follow us on our social media platforms ig twitter twitch and facebook straight to tape uh audio versions straight to tape you can check out on all your favorite podcasting platforms and go over to youtube click the subscribe button at s2t media for extended content yeah yeah so yeah we got a lot of stuff yeah so Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot of good things we're going to talk about today. Uh, but first, but first, you know, I mean, there's other things, you know, that, you know, that go on that that's not going to be the meat of our show. Let's call them our appetizer. So, you know what? Let's go ahead and start the show off and hit some quick hitters. Uh, all right. You know, we comic nerds, you know, we love the MCU and on June 9th, we got the first episode of Loki. Guys, what did you, you know, what what did you think? What'd you guys think of the first episode of Loki? I liked it. Um, I was doing my kid's hair, actually twisting Mm -hmm. his hair, and we were talking. He was like, Mom, you gotta pay attention because there's a whole lot of uh time jumping and blah 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 blah. You're not gonna understand, and I don't know the answers to your questions. And I said, That's okay, I'll just ask my nerdier nerd friends than you are. And that but I liked be, it. I enjoyed it, <laughs> and I was good. I'm like, uh, I'm, I was stunned to see Ruby from Lovecraft Country as one of the uh, main characters so far in the in that episode. So it's pretty dope. I like it. I like how um, 
Marvel is dealing with diversity issues. It's it, like they're on top of their game as far as that's concerned, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it, it was it was it was good, man. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. But you mean to tell me that whole time it was the dumbass Hulk's fault that Loki got away with the Tesseract? Cause I forgot, I forgot how Endgame went. Yeah, I forgot. Rob, Rob, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are, are are you going into the mistreatment of the Hulk now? Me and you have been talking for a long time as it relates to the MCU, and you forever, forever, as you know, you always felt that the Hulk was mistreated. You don't, you you never liked the portrayal of the character. I mean, ex- right. please expound on that. I, I just didn't because, I mean, we can all go back to, you know, uh, Thanos, you know what I'm saying, putting them hands on them, you know what I'm saying, giving them that two-piece and the biscuit, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, it, it, it was just, it was unseemly, man. I mean, we're talking about the Hulk here. We're talking about the man that broke the Silver Surfer's surfboard on his chest, okay? We're talking about the dude that wrecked Asgard you know what I'm saying? Almost to within an inch of, of Odin himself. You understand what I'm saying? We're talking about the dude that got kicked out of uh what, what's the MCU version of hell? You know what I'm saying? In the in the uh, Thor story, he got he basically got kicked out of hell. You know what let's, I'm saying? Let's not forget this is the man that wrecked Vegas. Yeah. Okay. He, he leveled the entire city of Las Vegas to the point where they were like, you know what, we got to get this dude off of the planet the planet off of the planet okay this was a cat that they you know that they plotted to remove him from the planet entirely okay and so yeah you know but but you know and uh trish thank you for bringing that up the the hulk is such a calm uh, complicated character okay i mean if you to be quite honest with you he is a little bit schizophrenic if you really want to break it down okay right. you know because I mean, he, you, he used to be fucking dr jekyll, jekyll and mr hyde yeah. so he, of course but i mean but you know i mean for 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 the comic book aficionados you know you have savage hulk okay you have gray hulk mr fix it the guy that you work for the mob which was like one of my favorites yeah. uh you have dr hulk you know which was you know which was you know banner's mind inside mm-hmm. of the inside of the hulk's body mm-hmm. uh you got the maestro who was the old hulk uh that took over the you know took over the world in in, in a future timeline so yeah no he's a very very complex you know very very complex character and i'm happy mm-hmm. When the you know when that complexity is shown in the MCU, even if he's getting punked out, as Rob would say. Yeah, yeah, I'm not digging that, bro. But like y'all say, you know, Hulk is a complicated character. You know what I mean? Um, multifaceted character, as we, as Perry just laid out. You know, d- different uh, iterations of the Hulk. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But I still don't like. That doesn't mean I like the way he's been portrayed in the MCU. Like, you know, I mean, come on, fam. The Hulk, he gets like stronger, the angrier he gets. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Not digging it. You yeah. see, I feel like it's a metaphor of how the black man has been treated over these Uh-oh. centuries here Uh-oh. in the United States. They always Rocket. think of our people as stronger than human, the angrier they get, and that we can't control our emotions and our strength. Green power. <laughs> All right. So we just had our we just had our MCU woke moment. Yep. Yep. 
Wow. That was that was something. That was I better something. not see no articles either about my, my theory, y'all. Or pay me. Right, exactly. 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 You know somebody. You ain't never heard that before. Right. <laughs> but but now I mean I'm looking forward to these I'm really looking forward to these next five episodes I mean it picks up you know it you know the spoiler alert it picks up right where you left off well Rob you are the spoiler uh, the spoiler gatekeeper okay right you're the spoiler Boiler gatekeeper uh, today is the thirteenth mm-hmm. this came out on the ninth. Are we outside of the spoiler window where I mean, we can at, actually at, talk at, it at this point, man? Because it's a television show and mm-hmm. it is available uh, via subscription and all of that type of stuff. I mean, we're in the age of of you know just very quick media. It's been out for a few days now. We could talk about it openly, bro. You know what I'm saying? Okay. If you if you're that you know, keen on spoilers for a television series, you probably need to stay off the internet. You know what I mean? Because really, really you could talk about it. I say you could talk about it a couple days after. We're well past that. So, you know, if it's a movie, I, I definitely give it a week. But but for a TV show, 40, you know, 48 hours is like the right window, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's appropriate. Okay, perfect. Um, the fact that this series picks up Right after, you know, right after this scene in End Games, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where the Avenger, you know, the Avengers team goes back in the time to the moment or to the incident, uh, and right at the point where they're taking Loki, you know, away, and Loki breaks camp and gets mm-hmm. the Tesseract. So, which is which is because of hope. Ill- which there we go again which is ill storytelling which is ill storytelling within itself because this version of loki is not the version of loki and you'll see it as it's played out uh during the first episode this version of loki is not the version of loki that we get in phase two and phase three well you see him transform actually Mm -hmm through um you know watching that the blip 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 backs of his life and how it happened and he becomes a little more sensitive like right before our eyes yeah yeah right but right before and i was just like y'all know i love me some woody harrelson so i'm excited to watch this series no owen wilson owen wilson yeah (laughs) yeah they do look like a little bit. Yeah, just I mean, just shorter, like you know, bit. just shorter. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, th- yeah. I- I'm looking forward. To, I'm really looking forward to the next five episodes, and um, you know, and see, and, you know, and see where they uh where they take this. And Wednesday is an interesting drop date. I think after um Captain America and the Winter Soldier, somebody was like, "Ooh, let's do a release every day." So maybe. Like eventually, it'll be like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Now, was it was it just dropped two days early, and the rest of the episodes are going to drop no. on Friday, it or Wednesday is going to be the day? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Said I think it said Wednesdays on um when I opened up the Disney Plus, it says it plays on Wednesdays. So nice, 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 nice. And McCabe Look, was so like, you- "Well, you know, mm-hmm. everything drops on Friday." You know, a lot of people have started releasing their music on 
Tuesdays, Thursdays because it's too much going on on Fridays. So but you mean the way you mean the way it used to be? The way it used to be. Exactly. It used to yeah. come out on Tuesday anyway, and then somebody had the bright idea to you know change it to Fridays, and now we're going back to Tuesdays. Interesting. Mm-hmm. If I can take it back, I remember when uh, Jay's. If I remember correctly, it was when uh, when Jay Z dropped um, his third album. I could have I could have sworn that was on a Friday outside of the you know outside of you know what used to be what used to be New Music Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! If I'm, yeah, if I'm if I'm you know if I'm if I'm remembering it, remembering that correctly. Okay. All right. So who who it was that started like the the first artist? I don't know if it was him or not, but um, yeah, eventually it was like you know. Yeah, release music on Fridays. You know what I mean. So, okay. Now, look, that would that would be a perfect segue into, you know, into the meat and potatoes of our show today. However, didn't I? Yeah, that was that was beautiful. That was beautiful. However, okay. However, I'm just gonna switch it up a little bit because just because I got a question for you guys, okay? But it is music related. It is music related. So, is anyone excited? About the upcoming verses, and no, I'm not talking about Bow Wow and Soldier Boy, okay? But the announced verses pitting Eve, Eve Trina. versus Trina. Nah, son. Nope. Nah, I'm good on that, bro. I think we're. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> I was just about to say I think we're, we're a little older right so by the time Eve and Trina started popping we were like on our way out of the clubs maybe perhaps so it's not really our it's not really our but no I'm not excited at all I don't think it's a formidable battle either but it may be I mean does Trina have 20 songs Trina, I'll say this. No, Does Trina have had, 20 songs. They both look when you uh when you're looking at solo stuff and features, no, mm. they both do have 20 songs. Camp, okay. Camp stuff. Yeah. My issue is just the matchup itself. I mean, they got it. Who who else would it be? I mean, women-wise. <sighs> um. <sighs> Let's see, Trina. I think another. Th- okay, so yeah, another thing is, I think it's the matchup. The matchup yeah. is not. That's not a balanced matchup to me. Trina should go against somebody like. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But look, but look, but look, but look. I'm, I'm, but I'm, yeah. but at the same time, I'm one of those that didn't think that Ludacris and Nelly was a balanced matchup. I hate Natalie, by the way, so whatever. Yeah, not nah, hate. Not. He's just on the bottom of my my hip hop list. Trina versus uh so let me look at the comments here. So uh yeah, Don, I think they're going a little uh they're 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 trying too hard. Um they're, they're reaching. They're reaching, they're starting to reach. Um, let's see. Uh Tico sick ass in the comments again. Talking about Lady <laughs> and Rage. Um, you ain't got but two songs. Rage ain't got but like two songs, bro. Thank you. Um, and one album, two songs, barely any features. Next. Right. Oh, so, yeah, so next. It's the, it's the Lady Up Rage to kick it up. 
so what? Let that's me her only song. Um, Foxy versus Kim is that. That's more. Um, that's a battle. That's that's that's, that's a, a battle. battle. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a battle because they got features and hits. So, you know, Gene I mean? Gray versus Bahamadia. A lot of people have not heard of Gene Gray. I mean, I'm talking about for the people who have heard of it. I know it's okay. not. A, it's going to be like 300 people watching, but it would be a dope battle, though. <laughs> Gene Gray. Gene Gray is dope. Yeah. Um, yeah but, uh... Bahamadia, of course, goes without saying. I still got a Bahamadia t-shirt um, for her first album. Um, let's see. I don't know, man. I mean, comments yeah. like, help us out here. You know what I mean? This this is going to be an interactive show, so we're going to lean heavily. Oh, on absolutely. Yeah. And speaking of interaction, you guys who are in the comments, don't leave because we are going to build a monster playlist for Black Music Month. So mm-hmm. we think need your of your assistance. favorite today. We're doing seventies and eighties songs. So at the end of the show, we're going to ask you for your songs. And I'm going to put it in a Spotify playlist. I'm going to see if I can get it on Apple Music too. Um, and we that's how we're going to rock. So y'all going to help us build this, yeah. build this Black Music Month straight to tape playlist. So get your brains working. Scroll through your little uh, playlists and your stuff and give us some 70s and 80s songs at the end Raj, of the show. Hey, 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 exactly. Raj, Raj, go get go get hump and uh and, and clee and 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 because we need their their 70s <laughs> you know what I'm saying uh acumen for building this playlist. You feel me? Yours too. Exactly. Yours too. Exactly. And you know it, you know we'll be we'll be going into the uh you know the mega S2T playlist, you know, uh, you know, later on in the show. So yeah, get them juices, get them juices going, get them juices going. And before we, you know, before we pull out of quick hitters, pause. Um, just, just got some new, look, just got some news hot off the wire. Uh, the let's see, Israel's uh, parliament approved a new coalition government on Sunday that has sent. Uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu into the opposition after a record 12 years in office. So it looks like uh, Netanyahu is finally out as the Prime Minister. Prime Minister, right. Yeah, of the Prime Minister of Israel. Hmm. I'm just going to let my whole belief in that is I'm just going to let them be over there and do what they do because they've been fighting since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. So, y'all go ahead and work that out over there. And I understand the whole financial ramifications it has in the global economy, blah, blah, blah. But that global economy was built on a foundation of they've been fighting since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. So, leave them to do what they're going to do and settle their own. Because we sure do got a lot of shit at home that we need to talk about, like critical race theory and shit like that. So, Definitely. Yeah. Y'all go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Y'all go ahead and do that because I need to make sure that I'm okay over here. And I and and that's not me being cold or unsympathetic to those that are in a war torn country right now at this point. I do. And it's terrible. However, it really has little to nothing to do with the United States outside of financial issues. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, what's, I mean, I'm sorry, but what's been going on in the Middle East has been going on in the Middle East, uh, you know, since, yeah, 
since one, before since all of us were alive, since before our parents were alive. Thank you. Since before you. our parents, parents, parents were alive. When slaves were here, when slaves were about to the United States, guess what? These same groups of people are fighting in the Middle East. So yeah. no, very we can't, true. we can't solve it for them. And it, being a diplomat, and I, I I come from a place where I'm oftentimes the one to try to kind of bring two parties together and talk out their differences. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just cannot. And if it has not been done over the past ooh, 300 years, just so to speak, they have to figure out a way on their own. It has to be them. It, there's no, I, I, I'm sure that every diplomat over the past 50 to 100 years has tried to negotiate a way for these two groups of people to get along. Mm-hmm. It ain't worked. And these are people that are professionally trained to negotiate. It ain't worked. So leave them to their own devices. I, I oh. tend to agree. I tend to agree. Yeah. It's been going on too, you know, way too long. So, yeah. and then, I mean, you know, go ahead, P. Go ahead. No, go ahead. no, Rob, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, bro. Go no, ahead. no, no, bro. Go ahead. I insist, bro. Somebody go, damn it. <laughs> we just did, we did that just so we could get that reaction out of you. Um, I was going to uh, steer it back to uh, critical race theory because mm-hmm. Ethan said uh, regarding critical race theory, you can't handle the truth, meaning the people that are so against discussing it. Yeah. And that's that's just facts. That's the whole mm-hmm. facts of the entire matter is that mm-hmm. people can't handle the truth. You know what I mean? So. We, and then when they can't rather, handle it, Rob, they call it untruth. Like when they don't want to talk about when they don't want to talk about how race clearly is beaded and sewn into the fabric of most institutions in the United States. Mm-hmm. And we know that as a fact, just if you look at the statistics, like the raw data, but they don't want to talk about it. So mm-hmm. the, the the new trope, because you know, we always talk about these tropes and these one-liners that people have um, is critical race theory is just the means to separate people into black and white and cause an additional separation in the United States and cause us to hate each other. That's the, that's from people that that's the the CTR opponents, new trope. That's the new one. Right. Right. Yeah. Look, and, um, as it pertains to critical race theory, uh, trust me, it's something that we're going to, we plan on taking uh, a deep dive on, yeah. uh, you know, on, on straight to tape. Definitely. Yeah. It's a discussion. It's definitely a discussion uh, that we have to have. Uh, it's a discussion that, I mean, and look, there's nothing new about critical race theory nothing okay critical race theory goes back decades the study of it Mm. it goes back decades right now it's more at the forefront okay it's nothing new but it is nothing new at all you know what we shouldn't do what shouldn't we do name something and give it a body as opposed to just going ahead and doing what we gonna do Right. Yeah. So it's this now it's it's been, but now it's this this thing, this 
tangible thing, right? When mm-hmm. really in a lot of classrooms, good teachers have been teaching critical race theory for decades. Exactly. It called critical race theory. So, yeah. I mean, if I remember correctly, I mean, most of that was like still called, I don't know, uh, American history and civics. I mean, still. I mean, Boom. really? Yeah. But look, like I said, we'll take a deep dive into that uh, in the coming episodes. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's. Uh, June is normally looked at as Black Music Month. Okay. So, with that being said, we thought we would, you know, just have a little discussion about the state of black music. Um, now, one conversation that I want that I really wanted to have with, of course, my uh, straight to tape family here. Do you feel that the. Uh, black music business is in a better place than it was 15 years ago, 20 years ago, the business, you know, you know, uh, of the music, uh, artists taking more of a control of their destiny without the traditional machine i.e. the record companies behind them. That's what I was going to uh, I was going to uh, say when you say is the music is black music in a better place than it was 15 years ago, for example. Um, I would say just on that particular fact alone, um, there are a lot more people putting out their own material mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, selling their own material and cutting out the middleman per se that, uh as, as far as, you know, uh, dealing with A&Rs and the whole hierarchy and, and structure of a, of a record company and dealing with those record contracts and stuff like that, I think it's in a slightly better place, but not entirely, because there's still the uh, the the large, the overarching th- uh, theme of distribution and, and owning masters and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that we still have to uh, be concerned about. And, and, you know, we've been talking about you know, De La Soul here lately, and they, they're victims of that, that older uh, school of thought where, you know, I mean, their, their music is, was basically owned by the record company oh. and now they can't even stream the shit. Soon you know, and very soon. But soon we're hoping. Soon. We're hoping On, soon enough. Yeah. Soon enough. They've, uh, the, uh, actually Tommy boy has been purchased by reservoir reservoir. Yeah. So, hopefully soon um but it's an evolution right we're seeing the music business evolve right before our eyes um record companies that will remain prevalent in the next seven to ten years are kind of updating how they're they're dealing with it Uh, my son's an artist and he does everything himself um Mm -hmm. And his 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 cover art, his music, producing. He just I just now convinced him to go into the studio and get like pay somebody to help him mix his music. But 
like for the most part he does everything on his own like kids can make an album on their phone nowadays so it is uh it is uh important that or is it important i don't know yet because we know about all the terrible stories about how record companies have taken advantage of kids basically that love the art whatever that art is it could be hip hop or whatever in 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 our as we were growing up and now we're beginning to hear these horror stories like de la soul and you know violated records and a, a lot of different stories about how um these people did not get what they should have received um and just to think about all the dope ass artists that we never heard of because they were like nah i'm not doing this shit for free i just go work a regular job you know what i'm saying i love it but i don't love it that that much and Um, kate and kate just to just to build off of that real quick uh you can go back to the previous generation of black music and the struggles that they went through as it as it related to dealing with the business right the business you know yeah and plenty of people throughout all of the hip-hop tropes have said something about the fucking business and it's not just a a one-liner in the song it is true to their experiences and it really pains me when there are intentions to fraud someone mm-hmm. like pay people what they're worth and this whole thing exactly. with Tommy boy really brought to light as an adult with bills right back then it's really like well, whatever like we just trying to mm-hmm. make sure we have somebody where to lay our head and money to buy weed with and you know but as you grow older and you have family and you have bills that you need to take care of it's like Tommy Boy could have done a like a a scratch, taken a pen and done a scratch through, and a one liner contract update. So these people who created this art can get fucking paid for what they created. Like that doesn't hey, seem so hard. Hey, other than hey, you're greedy as fuck. That's it. Exactly. Okay. Uh, let's bring another voice into the conversation. Okay. Uh, Want to bring on the host of the conversate for a few podcasts uh ladies and gentlemen uh jonna avery is in the house jonna what's good bro everything's good my apologies on the uh delay but i'm happy to be here with you guys and it's good it's okay we were running late (laughs) (laughs) you know you know know how the time can go bro you know how the time can go now we were you know we're, we're you know of course you know this is uh black music month and we were discussing is the uh is the business of black music in a better place how do you you know how do you feel about that about that do you feel that black music is in a better place the business of black music that is no um i don't uh i think we have the opportunity for it to be in a better place because we have the opportunity for more independence but as long as we're going to the labels uh you're not entering into a situation that's for your benefit um Mm -hmm. sometimes we do need the labels uh to to get to a certain level of uh uh 
to, to reach a certain amount of accessibility to, to the masses. Sometimes mm-hmm. you do need that label support, um, but you're going to give up something. The label is essentially a bank that's going to offer you money at 66% interest. Um, and that that's illegal from a true bank, so it should be illegal from a music business standpoint because they don't operate as true uh, banking uh, uh, corporations. They could do that to us. But no, I don't think it's, it's for our benefit, and I don't think it's ever going to be uh, better for us in that way, as long as those companies are... So you don't, you don't think that black music as a whole is in... A, like, there's still things that need to be, I guess, I won't say uh, fixed. I'll say evolved from, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Really, the only reason someone needs a record label at this point with social media with technology is distribution right but even then there's smaller companies that are helping to kind of pick up like the whole Ticketmaster charges $20 fee on a $25 ticket and there's smaller companies that are popping up like hey you know we got you we got you we got you I think that as a whole, the music business is in a better place, but there's still evolution to happen as far as distribution and those things that historically we think the record company only has kind of purview over. It's frozen. Hmm. Yeah, he's frozen. Okay. Um. Hmm. Right. Oh, we lost him. Not a problem. Bring it back in. Um, no, I mean, but but key. I mean, I'll say this. I think. I mean, I really do think that is a. You know, it, it's a good point. Uh, I, I gotta admit, when it comes to black music artists today, I appreciate their hustle and their thought process about not being just about the music and looking at the other revenue streams and mm-hmm. having that control. Mm-hmm. Okay. To and we're so much more educated about it nowadays. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you can look at the past mistakes and mm-hmm. and find other routes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and look, been look. In, in books, magazine mm-hmm. articles, biopics like they like you mm-hmm. like if you go into the music industry today and you don't understand what the pitfalls are, if you don't read your fucking contract, then you deserve to have your money taken. That's true. And, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, look, we laughed when we you know when we're talking verses. OK, I mean, we laughed about uh you know, the thought of sitting through a soldier boy versus Bow Wow versus. However, give soldier boy his props. Oh, absolutely. My kids love okay. him. And it's yeah. funny. They don't love a whole lot of people. They love that dude, though, because of his like uh, groundbreaking. He laid the blueprint. He laid the blueprint for a generation of artists to not need self-owned the record label mm-hmm. right to not need black radio or radio itself to break you 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. You know, he took a, you know, he took a, you know, social media platform and used that to build his. And that laid out a, you know, that laid out a blueprint for a whole generation of artists. All right. Yep. That I, 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 can, I can appreciate. Johnny, we got you back. Okay. I'm so sorry. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. No apologies necessary, Brian. You know, it happens. This is look, yeah, this is live streaming. Sometimes that, that you know, sometimes that is going to happen. You know, you might be frozen for a second and it happens. It happens. It's so. true. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know if I jumped back in where I was at. Or if no, no, you no. You're on. fine. What what you're I was fine. saying yeah. to you is that you're, you, your, your answer was like, no, black music isn't in a better place. And my question to you was mm-hmm. preface with, yes, we, there's some additional evolving to do, but I think just the sheer freedom that kids nowadays have with technology, like the only reason they need a record company on now is for distribution. And the example mm-hmm. I gave was like, okay, Ticketmaster for years has been hitting us in the head with the highest fee. So they charge a $20 fee on a $25 ticket, but there are lots of s- smaller um, ticket sales companies bubbling up, trying to definitely mitigate that and, and be uh, what, you need the people to be yes we understand everybody needs to make money but if i pay if my ticket price doubles in total might not want to go to that show right so i i think that kids nowadays the younger generation they're fully aware of what they have and there's just like i think the only thing left is a lock on distribution okay and that lock may not even be so much of a lot just because people don't really go out and buy music anymore like go out of their house to target or the record right. store i mean they go to record store but they buy old records but um like oh such and such is dropping today let me run out to the store and get this right. so um how how do you feel about the evolution of the music business and from from like a a a, a, a an independent artist's side okay yeah so the, the question I, I i think i was answering the question from a from an inside the music business standpoint right um and that's from a label standpoint if you're independent that's a that's a completely new structure to to this generation based on what's digital i think that's definitely a healthy space um does it give you access to does it truthfully give you access to uh, the opportunity that the the music business of old did? Not really. Um, we can use social media, but it still takes about one hundred fifty thousand dollars to get an artist off the ground. And most but artists the, in the mu- don't have is that. Is the music industry of old still relevant? Like, it's like, are we holding on to that? No, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I, I put it to you this way: name an artist that that is really popping that isn't affiliated with a major label. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They well, all are. But that doesn't mean I, I mean, they, I, they I, I, mean I'm a, I was going to say, I, you know, I, I'm a Griselda fan. However, they are associated with Shady Records. And Rock Nation. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like, it, it, it just is what it is. 
but now, but now, but now, actually, I got a question I, I, just mm-hmm. to build on that. But in that same vein, okay, they broke themselves using their means to get to that point. They were to drug be work- dealers. Yeah, they had a lot of dope money. I mean, it still yeah. took one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's not realistic yeah. for the person in their bedroom. That's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. But they broke themselves, and then the the labels came after them, so they have them, a lot yeah. more bargaining power. I totally agree with to that. negotiate, mm-hmm. right? I totally agree with that. But that still puts us in the same place that we were in the early two thousands, where it yeah, takes big, a bag yeah, to yeah. get into the game. You. I get you. Yeah, I see. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of my point. So now, how do we, how, what what's what's required for us to? Because I think a lot of times with art, because it's not a tangible good. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's a feeling that the 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 creator doesn't own it, right? Because it's not tangible. How do we get to a place where artists are able to own and be proprietors of their own work? I think there's a there's a there's a there's been a there's been a shift in what people are shooting for. That there was an era where when someone got into music or got into hip hop specifically, they got in it to be nice at what they did. Like they got in it to be a, a great, to be respected by their peers. I think today the mission is the attention and less the art. If 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 more artists, if we were talking about the majority of artists being focused on the art and and trying to find a way to make a a justifiable living off of their art, I think that's possible. Cause I think you can build a I think you can you could build a, a cult following. You could build a, enough to be able to go city to city, city and make a, a, enough money to live. That's outside the music business. That's creating a business of your own. That's more entrepreneurship than it is music business. Mm. And I think entrepreneurship in music is at a good place. I think trying to force yourself into the music business is, is to your detriment. So I do think it's possible. I don't think you're going to get to the heights of a Drake or a Cole or a Kendrick doing it yourself. But I do think you can make a living, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you're a true artist, then making a living off what it is that you love to do in the in your God given gifts, I think probably is enough for a true artist. So, so uh, in other words, there's still that need for there's still that need for the machine. Uh, I mean, just, just, you know, you know, just from what you're saying there. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's still that need for the machine because as an artist, you're only going to be able to get yourself to a certain point to a certain level before, you know, before you need the machine to kick it to that next level. Exactly. And that's all the way down to your Spotify's and your, and your Mm -hmm. Apple music's uh, to, to find yourself like, you and I, this group that's on here now, could could put together a project, go through United Masters, uh, and give away a nice percentage to United Masters to help with promotions. Uh, and when it's dropped, we still won't see ourselves on the browse page on that Friday on Apple Music or Spotify because hmm. we don't have the budget. The machine does that, that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Because you know, I was like, my kid, my kid uses an app, some kind of internet based whatever to distribute his music across all the platforms mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but like you said it takes money to make you like one of those top choices where people 
log into their Apple Music for the day. Right. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Guys, I need to, I, I, I want to add another voice to this, of course. Okay. Um, and all right. Well, the cat that we're about to bring on now, right? Uh, he's the host of that time in hip hop. Uh, just started a boxing, you know, just got involved, got involved with a boxing podcast called the championship round. Uh, mm -hmm. and check out his, uh, his website, the dome, I, I'm sorry, enter the dome, uh, great, great writing, uh, you know, from not just a hip hop perspective, a musical, a musical perspective. Uh, and I'm happy to have him on ladies and gentlemen, uh, Tony Haynes. Is in the house. What's good, Tone? What's going on, Hello, bro? What's Tony. good, people? How y'all doing? All right. How are you? Well, well, thank you. Thanks for coming. No problem. Now, uh, Tone, uh, yeah, you, you jumped in, uh, jumped in the middle of uh, a question about uh, black, the black music business uh, being in a better place than it was you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Uh, what are your thoughts? Do you feel that the, you know, that the, that the state of black music business, do you feel that it's in a good place at this time? You know what? There's so many ways to look at that question because same way a lot of artists used to complain about their, their contracts and royalties and things like that back in Motown days, some of these guys still complain about contracts right now. So it depends on what you're mm -hmm. saying. They have more leeway because of the internet and social media, more exposure, fast exposure. Yeah, sure. But are they behind closed doors? Are some of them dealing with the same 360 contracts and just bad deals and bad representation mm -hmm. from a legal perspective? That stuff is still going on right now. So it just depends on which way you want to look at that question, how you want to answer it. And Tony, do you think it is still that way because artists allow it? You know what? Yes, and I'm gonna tell you why. Right now, just in America in general, there's more rich Black Americans than any point in history. Now, yeah, we had more ownership in our communities and stuff like that in the Black Wall Streets and all of that back in the day. That's mm -hmm. true. But just as a total number, we should have total control of our own record labels now. So yeah, yeah. you have yeah, yeah. Jay Z might do a deal with with Title, but then there's still a lot of undertones of different people involved in these deals. So he. We don't own anything 100% in most cases because we end up selling out for the bag. Like one of the gentlemen mm -hmm. was talking about that machine. We sell out to the machine. So it's our fault mm -hmm. now because we could have more ownership and we're kind of dumbing ourselves down for whatever reason. And but do, it's we, do, do you think that, that black ownership is the 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 solution? Well, because mm. of... Well, you know, again... Ownership is always better than not owning, though. Because you seen that, that movie about Cadillac Records, right? How they took advantage of them people, and that was a black-owned <laughs> company. Well, you know what? <laughs> At some point, somebody got to have some integrity and be and look like us. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are people that have integrity that look like us. There are people that have integrity that don't look like us. Yeah. I'm saying generally artists, especially new young artists, mm. see that money that's placed before them, not understanding what the ramifications of signing that check and putting it in your bank account are, right? That's it's true. about education before, yeah. during, and after you sign the deal. Yeah. Um, and how that's not even, uh, uh, like, again, my kid is an artist, so I'm like, don't you sign nothing until I read it. Like, if anything ever comes, 
I don't care if you're 18 or not. Like, don't sign anything because because this same 360 type deal, we've been we've been hearing about that bullshit. We we all on this panel know Mm -hmm. that deal is bullshit. However, there are still people today, people's kids who are our kids' age, if you have kids, are still signing the same fucked up deal. Like, y'all ain't got no lawyers. Y'all ain't got no friends that are lawyers or friends' friends that are lawyers that are read over. Like, I just I just feel you know like it, it's such a push to get there that you don't care what you go through and what comes out on the other end. And that's just the nature of the excitement and wanting to be famous and all of that stuff. Okay. Um, uh, it ain't can changed. I, can I interject in that space? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, no, go right ahead. Go right ahead. So in my in my years, I've been I've been offered several contracts, uh production company contracts, because I, I never got offered a contract as a as an artist, but I did get offered contracts as a producer, right? Um I never signed one because I never saw one that made sense. They all looked terrible. Um, some were exclusive and I just wasn't willing to be that. Some, I saw one, uh, it literally had years on it and didn't have any numbers on it. So I never, it didn't have to show how I was going to get paid. Uh, so, but I say that to say that maybe if I had signed one of those contracts, I would have found my way into the business and I could work my way out of the contract once I'm in the groove. Mm. You know what I mean? If I can't, and, but but never signing those contracts, I never officially got in the game. Yes, I had some placements sold to some major labels, but I didn't have a situation where they were going to me constantly, uh, and I was their go-to guy. And I probably could have created that if I'd have signed one of those bad contracts. Would that have put me behind the eight ball for some years? Maybe. Well, actually, I know it would have. But would it would it have given me the opportunity? to work myself out of that and into a better situation in the game for real? Possibly. Um, do I regret not signing any of them? No, because my integrity told me I'm not going to be a sucker for anybody. You know, I read the books and I knew what the books and I knew what they said. So I was going to apply that to my life. I couldn't act ignorant, not being ignorant. Um, so, but I, I've had, I've had a lot of artists say that they signed that bad contract knowing it was bad because they just needed to get in the game. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, no, that's a, that's a, I mean, that's a, that, that, you know, that's a great perspective. Okay. And, and, you know, it's like the, it's like the paying your dues. Okay. Right. It's like, it. yeah, it's, it's, it's the paying your dues. It's, you know, it's getting jerked, it's getting jerked on the front end, looking at, you know, looking at, uh, you know, what's, uh, you know, what's, you know, what's, what's ahead. Okay. I mean, I once had a conversation with a, uh, you know, with a, you know, with a uh, rather well-known producer, shouts out to Travis, Travis Cherry. And yeah, the one thing he talked, the one thing Trav talked about was the, you know, the ghost production. Okay. Doing that to get your chops so that, you know, so that people know who you are and what you can do so that when they come around to you the second time around, then the you know the uh the benefit is more tangible. Yeah, yeah. you remember when um when, when Dipset was with Rockefeller mm. at one point, and then those guys at some point the contracts ended, and Jim Jones and all these guys started doing independent with Koch Records and stuff like that, mm-hmm. just so they could get more more money off the sales and stuff like that. So a lot of artists, to my man's point, 
we'll get in the game and say, hey, you know what? I know they're going to rape me a little bit, just like most Def had that song, The Rape Over, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm, it's nice mm-hmm. for a little while, but once you get your name out there, once that contract in, especially with social media now, a lot of these guys go independent now and eat better than they ever ate before. Look at exactly. Tech Nine, all these guys, man. These yeah. these good dudes got their own yeah. company now. They're making moves, you know what I'm saying? So even with Ninth Wonder right here, with, you know, with Riley, and I was in the studio the night with him talking about when he did Jamler Records, man, it was totally independent. You know yep. what I'm saying? So a lot of these guys now got their names in. They pay their dues. They Once they got out, they can yep. make their own money now. They got their own platform now. Yeah. So it just depends. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of Jamler, that's one of those places that I feel like an artist can go be an artist and not get beat. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could probably go to Dreamville and not get beat. I feel like you can go to TBE oh. and not get beat. I feel like you can... There's I feel some, that way. There's, maybe, there's some maybe discussion around that first point, but continue. Wait, which one? <laughs> the Jamler point or the uh, TDE point? Don't worry about it. You don't have to answer okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk. We can talk off. off, off when we're not oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's going to be one of those, Rob. It's going to be one of those. It's going to smolder the controversy and, and move on to the yeah, next one. Here we go again. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Let me say this, though. Let me say this. Uh-huh. Let me be fair to anyone who own a label. Let me be fair. Someone's gonna be happy, and someone is not gonna be happy. That you know, what I'm saying? everybody's and situation. And that makes no label. sense to me because there's enough nah. money in the music industry for everyone to get paid. I go oh, back yeah. to the I go back to the Tommy Boy example. It would have taken literally because their contract was written before the internet was even a, a twinkle in its daddy's nutsack. <laughs> All y'all had to do was scratch out one one line or two lines and add one line or two lines and everyone would get, the artists would get paid for their art and the music company would get paid for whatever the fuck the music company does. But people are so greedy that they refuse hey. to do, make simple changes to make shit equitable. Like I it's all it. about, yeah, it's it, it makes no, it makes sense, but it's stupid. Hey, Jen, I remember industry rule number four thousand eighty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. YouTube said that nineteen ninety one, and that still stands true in twenty twenty one. Absolutely. It's still true in nineteen sixty one. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Because money, money is the root, baby. And one it's going to be It's going to be true in twenty sixty two. Believe me. I, I, <laughs> I hope not. It is. It's business. I, it's business. There's. They say that a contract isn't good unless both parties are unhappy when they walk away, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Have more I, money. That, I, yeah, no, that, no. Both sides said we could have got more money. You know what? It's also supply and demand, too. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. every artist on a label, you know what? There's, there's a supply and demand for each artist on the label. So, yeah, some artists, there's not an even playing field. We know that. Just like Jordan didn't, Pippen didn't get what Jordan got. That's not the reality. The same thing with a record company. They invest certain money in certain artists, and their budget's going to be a little bit larger. You got some artists, they're going to have to get on the road at Chitlin Circuit, and they're going to have to grind a little harder. It's just the unreal, it's just an unfortunate reality. Right. Actually, it's uh, funny. It's funny. Hold on, uh, It's funny that you tone. It's funny that you bring up the Pippin analogy, okay? Because Pippin was also on a, in a bad deal, too. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. But he was in a terrible deal too. So. Pippin did the same thing that most artists do, though. He chose mm-hmm. that bad deal. Mm-hmm. True. 
True. He chose that bad deal because he wanted to make sure his family was going to be straight. That's yep, the right. same thing yeah. most of mm-hmm. artists do. We, yep. You don't have any leverage. You don't have any leverage. And when you go in this room, this is your dream. You've been hoping to do this your entire life. And then somebody offers you a contract and any money to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, are, any money to do what your dream is. You I'll know? ask this. Are rock alternative country artists facing the same type of fuck contracts? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just, it's the I'm, music business. Yeah, they get beat happy, But not happy. But, you know, I'm glad. It's they all face it. Fuck shit's yep. equitable across all races. Um, yeah. Uh, who was this? I asked the question. Um, said about touring. Uh, Don Marshall, uh, how would you tour without a large label? Easy. Easy. Yeah. Easy. It's so Is easy, it easy to get in contact. Like, if I wanted to throw a show with me singing karaoke, all I would have to do is call to the people, pay the money, and do the show. That right there. That's the kid. That's it. Pay the money. Pay the pay money. money. The right. Pay the money the and catch. do the show. That's the kid. These people cook on it, Janet. Cook on it, bro. And the artists don't have money. Mm-hmm. And that go, that's that's what Don's point was, you know, because we were talking about the machine earlier. And to that point, Don put in the questions, how would you tour, for example, mm-hmm. without a large label? You know, because you were talking about, you know, uh, uh, Jana, you, you were saying basically name an artist that's not affiliated with a major label. And we were, you know, kind of struggling to come up with that. You know what I mean? So so I think Don's point was to your point, for example, how would you tour without a large label? Right? Because even didn't yeah. Ludacris start without a label? Like he became popular prior to signing a deal with the label, right? But he was a saying. huge radio it, it, personality. Yeah. Yeah. In, in Atlanta. So he, 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 had, he the had the platform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he had the work. connections. He had the yep. connections to know who yep. to call. Like if mm-hmm. I'm in my bedroom, I don't know where to start to put together a tour. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know to, to talk to a booking agent or to go to the to to the the nearest uh, music hall in my city and try to build mm-hmm. a relationship and see what relationships they have with you. First of all, you just got to be creative yeah. and see how much you can get done with absolutely no bread. Hey, mm-hmm. guess what, Jana? There are YouTube videos about that. Probably they are. They are. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of the day. That's the beauty of the day. It, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. But I think. My advice would be to figure out what it is that you don't know and learn that. Mm. You know, you got to figure out what you don't know. Yeah. And then start filling in those gaps Mm -hmm. and, and, and start with education, not just with bullshit, but true education. Yeah. Not not the homeboys word, like read the actual. Absolutely. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, Hey man. Hey man. All you got to do is, (laughs) <laughs> no. That's the you know first thing. I tell people no, on Twitter all the time. I say, you know what? We're living in an age of information. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no reason if you don't know something right now, you're being lazy. Yeah, because back, you know, back, back in our time, we literally had to go to the library, go, we you know, go to the bookstore. You know what I mean? Now you yeah. click a you click a button, and there are solutions and things like that. A few, literally, a few seconds away. And for, for artists, you know a thousand stories about bad contracts, mm-hmm. about everything in the music business. Now yep. you should be more cautious and do your due diligence. But to, you, my, to my man's point, 
to my man's point, it's like Eminem said, you, you might not get but one chance. I'm in this, I'm in this this boardroom, right? If I don't take this deal and walk out, this opportunity might never happen to me again. So you almost have to you, you compromise a lot just to get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. And you might get used for a couple of years until you establish yourself and then you can you can run free. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely part of the game. Guys, I want to switch up the question here real quick, okay? Because uh, once again, you know, once again, quote unquote, Black Music Month, okay? You know, we love, you know, we love hip hop. We love and grew up on R&B. Uh, my question as it relates to R&B, uh, do you feel that R&B today has lost its luster? Who let, wants let to be start, first? Let me just start by <laughs> saying I haven't listened to radio on the radio in probably like five to seven years. So mm-hmm. I don't even know what today's R&B sounds like. It sounds like hip hop. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is these days. But well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? They, they, okay. Hip hop and R&B today sound sounds like- identical. Exactly. It I mean? sounds like today's hip hop. To your point, I agree. Right. It sounds like today's hip hop. Does not sound like traditional hip hop. It sounds more like right. it sounds like trap. Um, yeah, melodic trap is pretty much mm-hmm. what hip hop is nowadays. Um, and 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 all honesty, that might be our generation's fault. Why? Great. No, no. Great yeah, point. We we great point. We switched R and B up. We did that. We yep. added. We we uh, added. Rap, the cat, we added the rhymes. Yep. Usher yep. and Mary J. Blige right, and right, Faith. Right. We did that. Jodeci. Yeah, Jodeci. Yeah. We did that. Now that you yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. When well, you yeah. put it like that, bro. Yeah. Yeah. We even even all the way back to Bill Biv DeVoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We hip hop yeah. like we hip hop the R and B all the way out. You know what I mean? We wanted it. We wanted it harder. We wanted we wanted our R and B harder. And so, and, and, and this is, oh. but we like so it though, it, right? It, it, true, mm-hmm. true, true. Mm-hmm. But, but in the same vein, in the same vein, the fact that we went from, went from an eighties R and B sound, which at times was synthesized. Okay, you know, we smoothed it out on the R and B tip with a pop, you know, pop appeal feel to it. When we did that, the BBD. Okay, yeah. When we did that, did we help break it down? To yeah, break it down to what? Uh, To a sound Mm -hmm. that wasn't the traditional R and B sound. Well, you know what? That's that's Mm -hmm. when it split, right? That's when the we had. That's when it was. It split from R and B, rhythm and blues, to soul, its own definitive category. Yeah, and then rhythm and blues, and then trap and trap and B, trap and B. It's a yeah, that's a thing now, right? Trap and B, trap and B. I just don't listen. But you know what? Some of this. Some of this also started when you think about Teddy Riley and the New Jack Swing, you know. Yeah, so right. you, had, you had this shift in black culture with New Jack Swing, and that was right. That was before Bill Bill DeVoe, Poison, and all of this stuff. Oh, so yes, it it's been yes, marinating for a long time. But but mm-hmm. yeah, at the same time, it's really it's it's a lot of gray area in this because I don't want to sound like 
the grumpy old man, right, who's saying, okay, now the music feels a certain way because I'm sure when we was enjoying New Jack Swing, people who grew up in the Marvin Gaye and Al Green era was like, what did this like shit? It. What the true, fuck? Yeah, true, right. So every generation yeah, looks back at the previous, like, yeah, I don't really feel that. You go, you're getting away from the way Sam Cooke and Marvin Gaye sounded, right? Because right, they right. don't sound like Sam Cooke. So what, where we are right now in music, it's been slowly manifesting for the last 30 years. This is just where we are now, where unless you think about Bruno Mars, Anderson Pack, her, some of these artists that still kind of keep traditional sounds, outside of them, like you guys said, I don't know R&B from hip hop. From mainstream, let me say that, because my radio in the car is not even set to 102 jams and I don't even listen to the radio anymore. Because it all sounds the same to me. Yeah. But yeah, you're right, man. Um, Teddy Riley definitely helped kick that off. Um, But I say to my friends a lot of times, uh, to your point, that when we came up, I, my mom, my aunts, my uncles, dads, and all that stuff, they definitely could not understand what the rappers were saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and they said it was noise. It sounded like trash to them. That's because yeah, right. it, wasn't, it wasn't for them. It was for me. Mm-hmm. Just like this mm-hmm. stuff today is mm-hmm. not for mm-hmm. me. I'm the mm-hmm. same age as my aunts and my uncles and my mom yep. and dad were at the time when yep. it was calling my music noise. So yep. I dare not, I dare not call what they doing noise. I just no. recognize that it ain't what it was. Mm-hmm. But you however, I mean? hip hop is one of the only genres to connect parents to children. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Like it is, it is, it is my, um, some album came out today yeah the other day friday and my kids have been listening to it non-stop he made me listen to it on his way to work today and mm. i'm looking for the name because i don't know little nigga name but um it's a pretty i mean like it, it sounded good it's not my thing but was it wasn't it horrible uh was no 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 it's not trap it's a it's traditional art, traditional hip-hop uh not traditional but his his uh uh, uh Kids now, kids nowadays, and I'm not talking about kids of five years ago because it's a right. completely different group of kids making music then. Mm-hmm. But kids nowadays really are trying from everything my kids listen to, and that may be because I'm their mama, whatever. They mm-hmm. listen to pretty good music, whatever. But they're really hearkening back to the the albums that you can listen from front to back and they have all the proper transitions and it just is one thing that flows from beginning to end and you don't stop it until it ends you know you don't take it out you don't skip or whatever skits and different transitional um pieces in in between the songs that kind of piece everything together and that's something that comes from 90s hip-hop basically Mm -hmm. It is not not like a song stops and then another song starts. In the '90s, we began to see that that full transition of you put it in, and it goes all the way to the end. A completely no themed album, like an album. Yeah, with a theme yeah, 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 and yeah. yeah. Art, uh, uh, you know, a trans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. A, a, a complete piece of work. Is and this song that he played for me that I really liked actually has little Yachty in it, and. They don't cuss a whole lot. And Yachty makes a lot of reference. I was like, he's got a lot of, re- I'm going to find it. I'm looking for it. But um, he's got a lot of references of our, I was like, he's got a lot of 90s hip hop, like age references, like the movies and culture of the 90s. So I appreciate the kids of today, whether I like the sound or not. 
I appreciate the kids of today making music that they've studied. I know they've studied their craft. And this little boy, whoever he is, has I, I understand completely that he studied his craft, even though I can't remember his name. I'm looking now. Y'all hold on. But you know what? We all have a, a connection to the era we was raised in. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's like a lot of people fantasize about uh, the golden era of hip hop from like 88 to like 94 because of Rock Kim Karras. That's my era and most of you guys' era. So we, we fit right. even with R&B. Some people are like, oh, God, we had Mary J411 and now we have this crap right now. You know what I'm saying? So everyone's going to relate. These kids now, what they're listening to, they love it. If you look yeah. at some YouTube videos of kids in the club right now, they love it the same way who's in the club in the 90s or the 80s or whatever. So yeah. it's all relative. Yeah. Too. It's funny, too, because I'm sorry. That, that, that point you made is we listened to Mary during our era, and she was our hip-hop, R&B soul queen. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Talking about what is, what is this that they doing today. But if you want to keep it 100, Mary was trash back in the day. When you talk about from an art standpoint, she couldn't sing a lick. We loved it because it was for us. <laughs> But Mary couldn't sing. Those arrangements weren't good. They you know what I mean? But it was but it was for us. It it's was reminiscent. Ears. It reminiscent. Was yeah, it was tuned to our, our era. But our parents heard it and was like, what is this? This is no Aretha Franklin. Right. What is going on here? You know what I mean? This Absolutely. is y'all queen. Yeah. You know, yeah, this so, is not Men and It's not Shotgun. Yeah. So. yeah, exactly. So and I love yeah. Mary. Yeah, me too. But yeah, I can keep it a yeah. hundred, you know. So then, to your point, you're right, man. It's we have to be open to what's going on. I refuse to let my ears get old. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some trap stuff that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some mm-hmm. of it that is so derivative that I can't listen to it. Um, mm-hmm. I can, I can, I can see how people listen to the radio and can't tell one artist from another, and can't tell right. when one beat ends and one one another one begins. But that's I true. also understand that that's exactly how my parents feel. Mm. So it's because also, that music it wasn't tuned to them. They can't discern the differences. They can't discern the nuance between right. this little guy and that little guy. When in our ears, we was like, "There's, there's no the Red Man and Meth Man are completely different." But they mm-hmm. like, "Nah, it's the same guy." You know what I mean? But just but like to also, us, little baby in future or the same guy. I'm just yep. throwing names. Out. But, <laughs> but, they're, but they're absolutely not. They're not. But you know, also, it, it, it the radio has always been about the popular music. And mm-hmm. oftentimes, the popular music is not the best music. Um, there is great hip-hop out there, just like during the 90s, the crap mm-hmm. they played on the radio, when they started playing rap, when they started playing rap on the radio, was not shit that we were actually listening to, right? So, same with today. Like, they're not playing the the good shit on the radio they're just not they never have they never will probably it is it is the 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 lower ground i'm not even gonna say underground now because i don't even think there's any underground now because of the internet but the lower ground artist um the better artists they're just not they're not radio popular now there's a i'll say this there's an underground now okay however just like in our generation we had a candy man we had an MC Brains, okay? Yeah. You know, we, 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 we had a, you know, we had a father MC, right? We had, you know, we you're had cats. You're not going to sit up here. Yeah, I'm going to talk about father, father MC. Damn a father <laughs> MC, okay? Yeah. Damn a father shit. MC, all right? You know what I'm saying? 
Don't do fuck like that. Talk about Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, bro. Thank you. Yeah, treat them like they want to be treated, man. No, no. Right. Yeah, yo, yo, damn him oh, and Young look, MC. Young MC. Damn, no, damn Father MC and his punk ass dances. I'll share that story with you one no, day. But boy, anyway. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, and, and you know, yeah, there's an issue, <laughs> but Perry is just upset at Father MC because he was dark skin with curly hair and took his light skin with curly hair shine. That's all. Uh, okay, see that? Yeah. We gonna get you see. We went a whole <laughs> without colorism, with a whole show without colorism, and now you want to bring that back up? Okay, is that the goal? Where's my Where's my oh, Alicia show out? I want to go back to a point that uh, that that the brother Jana was making. Um, so you're you're saying that uh, to us, the music sounds the same, but. You're saying that to the kids, it's not like they're they're distinct differences because yeah. I ain't gonna lie. The beat to the music today sounds the it, it's the same fucking beat. You know what I'm saying? Not all the time because I mean because with the little you know what I'm saying the 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 overemphasized hi hats and shit. You know what I mean? It's the same. It's the same beat to me. You know what I mean? Oh, they but don't like, there, but that's because you like we love boom bap. Like my kid hates boom bap. Not hate, but it's not his preference. We like boom bap. They don't like boom bap. Well, I mean, I, but like- here's the thing. But I, I I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. We're we're boom bap heads, right? I get that. But I'm talking about actually list because I I actually did for a time leave my 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 radio on 97.5, our local urban uh, station here in Raleigh, to listen to what is is popular today you know what i mean and a great bit of it sounds that shit sounds alike to me it's the same beat you know what i'm saying a lot of it not all of it but a lot of it and i ain't gonna lie some of it i do like i ain't gonna even sit here and hold y'all in front but a lot of it sounds alike to me and you know what we were fortunate enough to have like you know coming through the 90s and early 2000s you had it wasn't just Primo and Pete Rock. You had Timberland. You had Pharrell. You had Organized Noise. You know what I'm saying? You had uh, Justice League, Beats by the Pound, whatever. So, you know, we you have a variety of different sounds. You know what I'm saying? So now you really can't just stay. I Like I said, like you said, bro, when I turn the radio on, the, when I do turn the radio on, every beat just sound. I mean, some of them knock, but they all sound the same. They sound the same to me. They all knock. <laughs> they knock. Yeah. They knock yeah. the car, but and, no and almost. And almost musically, it sounds the same. And, but but but, I'm trying to figure. I'm really trying to to immerse myself in. I'm trying to see if if it's really as my man said. It's is like tuned to the kids in a different way than it than it is to it us. Is. It, it is. is. It, 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 it absolutely is. is. It absolutely yeah. is. Because I have conversations with these young boys, and I'm telling you, they know the difference. They know oh, the difference absolutely. between. The, they know the absolutely. difference between the producers. They know the difference between the MCs, like, and it's and it's and they can talk to you about what the differences are, but it's just it's just nuanced in a way that our music wasn't. Yeah, that um, is interesting because it's not for us. That's yeah. interesting because I can hear I can hear a primo beat a mile away, and right. you know what I'm saying, a RZA beat, uh, a Pete Rock beat, you know what I mean, a Mike City yeah. beat. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can hear yeah. I can hear these nuances a mile away. I can hear them coming. You know what I'm and saying? He can and probably will, say the will. same thing about his yep. Nah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you right yep. now. If, yep. if 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 you played a Jetson made another one beat, I know he made it. If you played a uh what's the other dude? Um 
Weezy out of here. If you play a Weezy out of here beat, I can kind of tell you who it is. If you play the um uh 808 Mafia is a little harder, you know what I mean? Because it's a lot of them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But but you can tell different ones. Um, like the like a uh Jetson made another one. That's the dude to make beats for the baby. His generally, and people are starting to steal his sound. So his are the ones mm-hmm. that has the boom 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 in the in it. It might have it, it anywhere in the beat, but it's gonna be in there, and that's kind of the bop he's rapping to. Most uh, people don't use that bop, so it's, it's not necessarily the drum sound. It might be the the sequence and the way they use the hi hats. Uh, oddly enough, though, uh, the J Cole Amiri joint um, mm-hmm. that came out, mm-hmm. I didn't recognize that as a Timberland beat. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was Timberland until J Cole and Timberland said it was Timberland. But going back and listening to it. It's definitely yeah. And look, and just to take it back, just to take it back another generation here, okay? When we were kids, could we tell the difference between Norman Whitfield's production versus Gamble and Huff's production? No. You know no, what I mean? Not, or, not then, yeah. but in in later but years. Later years, now. yeah. But 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 during then, no. That was such mm-hmm. an old man statement. But nah, but it's and, uh, exactly, exactly. But that's what came before because, us, yo. Because that's what came yeah. before us. That was the generation before us. The generational music gap has always been there. Always, always been there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yep. You know, we went. Through, you know, we went through that hard. Our kids are going through. You know, are going going through that hard because because sonically, sonically, what was what was made for the generate was made by the generation before us was made for them. Sonically, what was made for our generation was made for, made for us. And sonically, and definitely sonically, what's made for the new generation is for them. So yes, when you, we listen to care, it, some, yeah. <laughs> they don't care. No, what you mean neither did we. They don't care. We didn't care either. They don't no, care. We, that we don't. I we don't, don't know. A lot. Some of these kids are like are that. becoming students of the game and listening to uh, like our hip hop. And it's fine, but then they take it so, and they make their own music out of it. I don't want should. their music to sound like our music. Exactly. Right. That's well, not that's evolution. That's what they're doing. Now I'll tell you this. Uh, I think to a point, we didn't go back and do no none nothing on hip hop. We didn't do any research. We took what was given to us because we were the first generation to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's no research so, to be done. There's no so to ex- yeah. so to expect them to go back and research what came before them is a little ridiculous. You see what I mean? The only mm-hmm. reason we the only reason we did research on the music that came before us because we were sampling that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? You know I was talking to this guy who my age. I'll be four to six next month, and he just he want everything to sound like pr- Primo made it right. And I said, you know what, man? This is the bottom line. This is the bottom line. Our time is up. We're being selfish trying to hold on to yeah, current Exactly. We right. had our yeah, yeah. time. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, right. we are. Club right. rocking the DMX. But it's good, though. It's and good. It was it's good. good. It was time, good. It's over. Our time it is up now. Good. It's okay yeah, that yeah. every now and then a Kendrick could drop a good kid right, mask in and remind us of some 90s or something like that. And that's great and fine and dandy. But at the end of the day, it's a new kid's era. You know what I'm saying? So we got to appreciate our era, respect yeah. what they're doing. Hip-hop is not dead. 
Hip hop is no, alive and well. It's not for us. I, I hate. I hate when people say that. I absolutely. Yeah, hip hop is alive and fine. Like you're saying they're expecting it to sound like our music. It's right. not. It's an evolution. It's just like the but, '70s hip hop didn't sound like the '80s hip hop. Right. Didn't sound like the early '90s hip hop. Didn't yeah, sound like the late and '90s hip hop. Didn't sound like the early 2000s, mid to late right. 2000s to now. Like it, and, it just. It doesn't sound and the if same. you miss and if you miss the music from your favorite artists of that time guess what most of them are still doing music and still doing good music instead of complaining complaining just look just search just put some time and effort into finding it and Listen. once you have it Enjoy it. Let that, me turn on the radio and make your what, playlist and don't listen to the radio for five years like I do. Wasn't that the fun part of hip hop back in the day? Exactly. Having to having to dig for it and find mm-hmm. the gems. Yep. So mm-hmm. and we're and mm-hmm. we're right back to that, but we're complaining about it. That's because we got spoiled for a little mm-hmm. while with, with, with the best of our hip hop for a little while being actually accessible and on videos and in the radio. Like yeah. our greatest <laughs> artists much, for a little while much. did make it to that point. And now like, they removed your your 106 and parks and your and your UMTV raps and all that and you yep. gotta go mine for this stuff. Yep, yep. You know what I mean? But like back me, in the day, like crew crew. Right. They oh, were exactly. not they were not a radio hit at all. Right. But that crew album, it might have been the, the dirty, only dirty. one. Yep. So was one of my favorite it's one of my favorite albums of Amazing all. Album. Amazing production yeah, too. That's a, that's a good album. That really is. So a, like it is really I mean, it is one of those things you dug for. Like you just, yeah. like, if you knew, you knew, and you pass it on to everybody else. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. Rob, no, I'm just. I want to. I want to ch- challenge the fact that I mean, like, and it might be me trying to hold on still selfishly. Go ahead. No, go I, ahead. Go ahead. No, no, seriously. Like I stay on YouTube searching for older music that i that i remember like old hip-hop song that i heard back in the 80s that that are not readily accessible you know what i mean like um all city stuff stuff like divine sound all city, about, no, all city <laughs> man. i mean okay yeah all city the actual that's where i got my name from um that's my jam that's a primo jam that's my jam but i'm talking about like like but like old jams that are not readily accessible. I stay on YouTube and I find them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's out there. And then there are still like, you know, new artists, like, you know, there are underground like hip hop artists that still, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and I was doing I was doing those type of searches back back in the nineties. You know, when 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 all the blinged out hip hop was real popular on, on radio, had to go underground, had to, you know what I'm saying, had to do them searches for for groups like Company Flow and record labels like Rockets mm-hmm. Records. And stuff like that, and that's where you found most deaf and Talib Kweli uh-huh. and people like that. You know what uh-huh. I mean? So I mean, it, it's out there, man. And even like soul and R and B music, I mean, that's out there. You know what I mean? Um, there's like a whole movement over in the UK where they're doing like that, that, uh, that, that neo soulish type. You know what I'm saying? Modern soul yeah. or whatever, whatever you call it. I mean, there's good music out here. You know what I mean? So. A lot yeah. of it. It's a lot of good music out here. Yeah, you, yeah. you just have to you just have to mind for it. Um, and, and, it's, and it's like so you were saying, that's that's the fun. It. Yeah, it should be fun. It should be yeah. fun. Um, yeah. Oh. Whoo, uh, guys! Uh, like I said, loving, loving, loving this. Uh, you know, loving this conversation. Uh, you know, because 
these are these are needed conversations. Like I said, especially for those that are once again lazy and just you know and just not you know just not not doing their searches. I, I mean, want him to look, play it on the radio. It, it, you know, it's felt like it, it's it felt like every. Did. Exactly. Never, it felt like never. every Friday. It's felt like every Friday this year, so far this year. I mean, I've had something. I've had something good to listen to. Okay, you know, the, you know, was rocking the Lloyd Banks for about a week, which is a very good album. That yeah. the new Lloyd, the new Lloyd Banks. Okay, I wish it was new, mixed better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the lyrics are just still Lloyd. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I'm not yeah, to the beats are fire I'm gonna change too. my name yeah. to '90s hip hop mom because I don't really listen to anything else. I'm and tell uh, true. that Migos album unless, fire unless that came my, out two days ago. Oh, I, 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 I gotta to listen that. to that. My kids maybe listen to that. that. that I like it. That. Yeah. I do like it. Fire. I'm ready for them to come on tour so we can go together and I can feel like I'm 20. I will listen to that when I'm done listening to the new Sky Zoo album for the fifth time. Okay. Okay. I gotta yes, check that. I ain't heard that yet. Yeah, I need yeah. to hear that. Yeah, yeah, and all all the brilliant things. It's I mean, He's a it's cool a, dude. It, it's incredible. It's, it's incredible. Cool yes, yeah. he is. Yes, he is. So, ah, my goodness, I had my goodness. With Pete Rock. You did what? I had dinner with him, him and Pete Rock. Uh, you a legend. Yeah, well, man, don't, yeah. don't, 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 don't get her start, don't get don't her started on Pete Rock, man. Really, don't. Okay, hey, don't. Hey, Pete. don't encourage her. Pete is the greatest, man. Yeah, he. he. Yeah, I just saw him on Talib Kweli's podcast the other day, man. Dude got interesting hip hop history involved, man. Dope, dope producer, man. One of the best, man. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. one of the reasons I started making beats for sure. Really? And yeah, Troy, yeah. arguably, you could you could put Troy up there, probably one of the top three or four songs in the history of the culture. Yeah, there's certain songs that still give me chills. That song does mm-hmm. Troy and Fight the Power does. Like when it comes on, still to this yeah. day, like my hair, my the, the hair on my arm raises. So yeah, Listen, absolutely. Speaking of that in, in places where we can hear music from our, our generation. I mean, I was listening to Rock the Bells radio and XM in the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to your point, Key. Fight the power came on like a couple days ago, and I was in the car, like you know, what I'm saying, ready to fight the air, yo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I listened. You know I was. Uh, I don't have uh, satellite radio anymore. I used to, but I was in my friend's car and listening to Rock the Bells radio, and they play entirely too much L Cool J on that radio station. But what I do understand. You expect it's Rock the Bells radio. What is? I get it. I get it. You know? but it's like what do you expect? I made a 40 minute drive to where I was going, and a 40 minute drive back, and I swear I heard like five. Or six LL Cool J songs. That's too much. You like keep them streams popping, baby. <laughs> tone, tone. You uh, on okay on your Twitter feed about maybe about a week ago. You had a really good question, and I'm gonna I want to po- I'm gonna po- pose this question to our esteemed panel here. Okay, uh, since you know since since we brought up uh, the Chocolate Boy Wonder Pete Rock, best Pete Rock produced song. Or your favorite Pete Rock produced song? Go. Take you there. Oh, mm-hmm. not named Troy, right? Favorite song? Yeah, not yeah, named yeah. Troy. Not named Troy. Not named Troy. Thank you, thank you. Mom might be Rob. Carmel City, man. <laughs> Rob, Mom might be Carmel City. My favorite Pete Rock produced song that is not Troy. Troy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. It is the uh, remix to uh, Real Hip Hop by Das Effects. Mm. 
That's my jam. Yeah, that's a good one. That's oh man, that maybe that shut them down remix. Exactly. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that one. That one is. Yeah, that one is absolutely my favorite. However, however, yeah, but I but I do have to dig back to my favorite Nas song of all time from from Illmatic, which is "The World Is Yours." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and tell the story. That's the Q-tip version, Keith. No, no, no. I'm talking about the no. I'm talking about Pete Rock's version. When it, but even though, yeah. even though the Q-tip version is superior, the Q-tip version is superior. Okay, nope. but yeah, yeah, Rob, I'll go ahead and share the story. Rob and I were on our way to a show. Uh, we were going to see, we were going to see Yag. Uh, they were performing in uh, Greensboro. Greensboro. Yeah, yeah, we was performing yeah. in Greensboro. Yep, yep, yep. We we're going. Yeah, I was going to see them in Greensboro, and we got an early copy. Of Illmatic, it was like a month before it came out, right? So it was our first time listening to I'm it. Going off, I'd have heard the story eighty-seven times. Bye, y'all. But I, I got to share. It. So uh, since we since we had to bring up Pete Rock, right? So we in the car, right? You know, we listening to it. We get to the world is yours, and you know, grooving. I was like, oh shit. Rob halfway looks over to me, and to tell tell the folks what you said. What you say to me when you looked over to me? I forgot what I said, but all I know is <laughs> thug tears. Thug tears. <laughs> I was crying. I was absolutely crying because the silent, was... the silent uh uh glory thug yeah. tears. Yeah, yeah. Was running yeah. down here. I'm like, hey, what, what yeah. the fuck hey. is wrong with you? Bro, I have taken that trip to Greensboro on 40 and cried listening to Big, so I feel you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow, I have, I've okay. been listening to Big yeah. and shed tears. It's like, yo, this yeah. guy's just too good, you know. Um, Big was so a yeah, fantastic yeah. storyteller, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good music, good music, and good hip hop will do that to you. Yeah, it okay, will. It, will. It, it, it will. I find I find it happens happening to me as I get you know as I get older. You know, yeah. I you know I'll hear something that I'll hear something that you know that I love then that still hits me now and it'll make me cry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Tom. Yeah, you no, know, to your point, like I was listening to a, Joe Button had a has a song called "The World Keeps Spinning," right? Uh-huh. And uh, he has a verse on that talking about what happened to his grandmother mm. when she passed away. His story that happened to his grandmother is exactly what happened to my grandmother who raised wow, me, bro. Wow. So I was on the highway driving, and them wow. damn tears came yep. down, bro, because yeah. he had so much passion in that song, and both of our grandparents died the exact mm-hmm. same way, bro. And I'm gonna tell you, that's the power of music. Exactly. I'm, not even, I'm not even a sentimental type of person, bro. Yeah. Real talk, and I was—it it touched me, man. Really, no, doubt. no doubt. It's funny because um, DMX last album. I'm—I'm a fan of DMX the person more than I am DMX. DMX's music, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just it, quickly, I just never really cared for the Rough Rider sound, so I just didn't connect mm-hmm. to his music as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but listening to this last album, uh. That son called your father joint, man. Definitely man. shed tears to that. Definitely shed tears to that, bro. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, if and look, man, the dad, story behind that, the story behind that song, cause uh, and I think Perry might know from Twitter. You know, a DJ mm-hmm. guy of mine got me on the Zoom call with Swiss Beats and everybody, so I heard the album about a month ago. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Swiss was telling us about you know some backdrop about that song, and and, he, and out of respect, he brought. Before he played it for anyone else, 
he brought DMX's oldest son is about him to the studio yeah. and played it for him to get his blessings about that song because mm. that's how deep and how real it was. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So yeah, man, Swiss had a lot of good nuggets about the making of that album. And I'm gonna tell you, man, Swiss, was, I ain't the biggest fan of his production, but as a dude, he's a solid cat, man. Like he really loved DMX, bro. It, it's not fake. It's yeah. not for the people. Right. He loved that, man, bro. I feel about DMX. I feel about uh, Swiss about the same way I do DMX. I'm a more I'm more fan of Swiss the person yeah, than I am. Super solid, bro. You know what I mean? Than I am his music, but solid dude, man. Solid dude. And and honestly, I became more fan of his music over the years because I I started to understand what he's doing, mm-hmm. what he, what he was at least attempting to do. Right. Because um, the, the joke back in the day was that he just had a little Casio keyboard and he was yeah that, that was a joke. Bang on the neck, yeah. was just joke. dragging yeah. his finger across the keyboard <laughs> right, and yeah. letting it rip. Yeah. But you know, so, a lot of people, a lot of people didn't like Timberland when he first came out. But go back and listen to Timberland. That shit was futuristic. A yeah, lot of stuff going on them Timberland beats, man. Like everything's not gonna sound like Jay Dilla. And some of right. my boomtown <laughs> friends, they want everything to sound like Buckwild and damn Jay Dilla. And that if it doesn't sound like that, it doesn't mean it's not dope. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Right. Like, right. right. Expand your sound, palette, bro. people. Expand your palette. I'm gonna Look. say something blasphemous just because I know it's gonna get a reaction out of y'all. I think but what I think Jay Dilla ruined the trial called Quest. Oh boy, that's that's deep, man. Oh, wow, wow, that, that's wow, deep. Okay, wow, I'm I'm not yeah. I'm not ready to jump down your throat, Paul. That's not a level. Um, that's deep. But I'm 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 trying to like you know what I'm saying because because so so Dilla w- Dilla started producing tracks for for uh, Tribe on the was it the um, Beach Rhymes of Life Beach Rhymes of Life Beach Rhymes yeah. of Life at first and then he there. okay. I, but you know what? It's, it's bigger than that though, because for me, Beach Rhymes of Life I actually thought it was dope. But see, I did too. It was but see, okay. what happened was Love Movement was trash because not just because yep. some of the production, right. Q-Tip and Fife wasn't even vibing anymore. They yeah. wasn't I even love Love Movement. Yeah, and it's not good. <laughs> I find a way, but yeah. But I also yeah, like Electric like Circus. I also yeah. like Electric Circus. This is like one of it's in my top three common albums. Electric That's Circus. Bad too. That's bad too. Absolutely. That's it's not bad, a good album for me. It's not good. It's not bad. Like no, it's not good. Uh, yeah. This, this is, this is, this is one of those hard conversations. I mean, I've ne- I, I, I actually admittedly have never been part of a conversation about how bad Dilla's work was. You no, know what I'm saying? I like I've Dilla's never... work, but no, Dilla's work with Tribe was detrimental oh, yeah, Dilla, to Tribe. Dilla's right. amazing. Beat Dilla's Absolutely. Beat. I understand what I understand I exactly where y'all are coming from. Before. Like Dilla is dope, but I I, I mean it, it's 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 one of those hard conversations. I'm sorry, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. and actually, Tone, the fact that you're wearing a Nas shirt, the fact that you're wearing a Nas shirt, and this has been a classic, this has been a classic argument of yours, okay? One that I was not on your side, and I'm not on your side on this one, okay? okay. Uh well, he's just gonna bring it up. Of course, I'm gonna bring it up. You on the show. Uh, you've always taken the stance that it was written was better than Illmatic. Am I correct? No, 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 no. This is what I said. Okay, okay. Let me preface that. I All said right. that Nas elevated as an artist from it was Illmatic. Oh, absolutely. As he's supposed to. I completely agree. I said that it was it was written. It's five mics like Illmatic, and he was a better MC on that. The reason why I said it is because he he grew like he had. Mm-hmm. You know the world is yours, but then he turned around. How I gave you power and yeah. shootouts, 
He was a better storyteller on It Was Written. His flow was more polished. He was a better, he had grown some over the, I remember he did some of Ill, Ill, Illmatic when he was 18, 19 years old. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So he was a better rapper on It Was Written. You know what I'm saying? So, and that ain't to take away how dope he was on, on Illmatic. Illmatic was like a damn EP boot. It was like a freestyle damn near. One yeah. time for your mind yeah. and memory lane. It was like he was freestyling. Those yeah. crafted out songs on It Was Written. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? It was because people hated on track masters. If you thought that those beats were made by Pete Rock and Q-Tip all the way through, you would call that shit a classic. But because it was track masters, people act like it was good glossy. Point. That shit wasn't good glossy. Point. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. You just called I mean, me but out. The... You just it called is. me out. And I appreciate oh, that. Me. And I appreciate that. You just called me out. I was a track masters hater until I got enough knowledge. And now I have to take all that hate back and I have to eat crow. I have to eat shoe. I have to, because them boys are legends. And that's my- Them boys are nasty, bro. Them boys are nasty. I had to eat crow, and for years, I'm talking about most of my hip-hop life, I talk trash about them men. So yep. you 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 hit, I'm a hit dog, and I'm hollering. How about that? <laughs> but, but that's the whole, the whole thing about hip-hop itself, and good hip-hop mm -hmm. is that, especially as long, because we, we are like the first full- Hip hop generation, yeah. we can't help but re respect and admire those who we have seen evolve right before our eyes. Like you can't, exactly. you cannot stay the same. You can't stay the same as a man or a woman. And you, if you don't, then you definitely won't stay the same as an artist. Like you have to evolve, and that's that's what you're seeing. Yeah, I mean, look, and look as much as. <sighs> As much as a lot of us miss the old Kanye, Kanye had to evolve as, a, mm -hmm. as an artist. He had to evolve as a producer. And when he evolved, he took hip-hop with him as he evolved. Right. I think Kanye so, was like outcast. Wherever they was at in their life, that's how their music sounded. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So Kanye, he first came out, boom, bap. College dropout. He grew some to late registration, graduation. I think he was at his at his Xenix and my dog Twisted Fantasy was his apex to me. Like mm -hmm. as a full mm -hmm. artist, he yep. was there. Same way with the outcast with Equimini. They put everything mm -hmm. together from ATLs and Southern Playlistic. Yeah. So yeah. those are two unique groups, yeah. Kanye and Outcast, because where they were at at their time at their time of their life, that's how their music sounded. Most Depp yeah. was kind of yeah. like that as well. And here, here's, the, here's the question though. Like, because we're the first full hip-hop generation, when you get to your apex, what happens? Nothing. Because we're, we're all right there with yeah. you, right? We're all right there with you. And as an artist, you want to continue to make music. So I could only imagine, like, the what's going on in these artists' heads yep. as, like, where do we go next? They don't, and they're not going to see what we call their apex as the apex, right? But it is part of their, their personal evolution, their musical evolution and us as fans looking to see, okay, what's next. And we're expecting this, right? When, mm. if you're at your apex, you're going to do this. You're well, going to go down, right? Well, music, music and your relationship to music as an artist should be just, it should be expected to be just like a relationship between a man and a woman. It's mm. never going to do this. It's always going to do this. Mm. And you have and if to you're make lucky, music. it might balance out at some point. Yeah, you have to make music long enough to get back to this, just like you have to stay in a relationship long enough to get back to this. 
You see what I mean? Like, you can't expect mm-hmm. it. Like, you don't know, like, an apex for Jay-Z could have been reasonable doubt. And that's mm-hmm. it. But we got mm-hmm. Blueprint, and then we ended up getting full, full, full. You know what I mean? So that, too. So, yeah, we got, I mean, I just named two, but we got yeah, American right, right. Gangster. We got, you know what I mean, uh, Life and Times Volume 1, in my opinion. Like, we got a whole bunch of this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so I think an artist, just like uh, to a point, similar to a point I made before, if your goal is to be the most popular person or have the most attention or have the number one record or be the pop star, then when you hit that apex, it's all going to be downhill from there. But if your goal is to create great art and to make a living from creating great art, then you're going to see this time. You're going to see this time and time again, because you'll create, create, creating art. You'll have some misses and you'll have some that are absolute uh, masterpieces. That's you know, I like comeback. Go, I'm sorry, Perry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm about to say I like comeback stories also. When you, you, when you talk about this and that, like you know, LL from Phenomenon to then Mr. Smith or some shit like that, or from mm-hmm. Walking with a Panther to Mama said knock you out. You know what I mean? So I, I don't mind. You know, artists gonna be creative sometime and they are gonna miss. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And they are gonna mm-hmm. try different production guys yep. and write their songs a little different. It, it might not resonate with the fans, man. But at some point, I like to see that victory also when they when they put it back together and you know get back to making dope music. So you know. That's right. Exactly. Gentlemen, one more question for you. One more question for you. Because uh, you, because uh, Johnny, you was about to go there when you mentioned J. Cole and Kendrick. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to go there with this question. Um, is it fair right now with their discography? Is it fair right now when we, you know, when we have those, you know, when we have those opportunities to create your uh, top 10 or your top 20, uh, you know, uh, MCs of all timeless, is it fair right now to have them in that list? Absolutely. In my opinion, absolutely. I don't know how you don't, I don't, I don't know how you don't comparatively speaking, like, Catalog wise, um, skill wise, uh, projected longevity, in my opinion. Um, I don't know how you don't. I don't know how you don't put those boys in the category with some of the greatest of all time. You know what's funny? I mean, I agree because, like basketball, you know, at one point, I'm sure George Iceman Gerber was top 10 at one point, but you know what? People came better than him at some point. And people hate to move some of our. I talked about this on Twitter one time, like, it's like sacrilegious to move one of your legends off a certain ranking or something like that. Don't mean you people think it's disrespectful, right? Because I was talking about Kendrick Lamar, you know, he might crack my top 10. I'm like, do you think the top 10 gonna stay the fucking same for 30 years? <laughs> At some point, evolution happens in everything in life. Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. for example, man, I listened to uh section 80. He got this track on there called the Reagan era and Cushion Corinthians. I wrote an article on interthedome.com about I broke down Cushion Corinthians. Dude is an amazing MC. So you go from section 80 to Good Kids Mad City is his own version of, of Chronic and Illmatic. He took us back to Compton the same way NWA took us to Compton. You know what I'm saying? Comes mm-hmm. back with, with, you know, to Pimple Butterfly. Damn. Yeah. All of this stuff when he was just K-Dot doing mixtapes. Yes, he's as good as a lot of legends but I know it's feel, it feels like you're disrespecting a G-Rap or somebody like that to start ranking these people with them. 
And it's not like you disrespecting them if you look mm -hmm. at their body of work and don't be biased. Because I know it's yeah. hard for us sometimes to move somebody from the 88 to the 92 MCs. It's tough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you can't look at Kendrick and, and see that he's way better than some of the people that was in the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, mm -hmm. you just a hater. I agree. I totally agree. You're just a hater. Yep. That man better than most people. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Out of this world. Totally agree. Uh, gentlemen, before you guys go, uh, well, since this is, uh, you know, Black Music Month, we are putting together the Mega S2T playlist. And we definitely would love to have your additions to this playlist. Now, today is about putting together the, your favorites from the 70s and your favorites mm. from the 80s. So please, you know, if you could think of it real quick, Drop what would you, songs. yeah, what would, you know, uh, what would you add to the list? Get ready, in the, also? get ready in the comments section because we're coming to y'all next. And it exactly. doesn't have to be hip hop. It can be any black music genre. Well, mine, Marvin Gaye, uh, I Want You. Wow, I was going Marvin mm. too. That's my I'm favorite going. artist, man. So I'm going to always pick a Marvin Gaye song first. I'm going okay, Marvin okay. Gaye, uh, Anger. From the mm. Hear My Dear album. Mm. Mm. Oh, I love that album. Yeah, it's going to inspire, right? Uh, mm -hmm. um, from the double from the, CD. Yeah, a double. Yeah, mm -hmm. he was trying to Hear get my, that money for to pay his was, wife off. It, 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 no it doubt, a, it was a double album. It was a double album. Yeah, album. Double album, yeah. double vinyl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Double vinyl. Uh, Woo, couple more. Eighties. I don't know what I'm gonna use, man. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna go with Rockwell. Somebody's watching me. Oh, interesting, interesting, interesting. Michael Jackson in the background. Oh, somebody did somebody say Michael? Uh, well, did somebody say Michael Jackson? Nope. No, it was he was Michael Jackson was on the he was he sung backgrounds on Rockwell. Okay, like I said, somebody said, look, somebody said Michael Jackson. Sorry, let me do this real quick, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Okay. This guy. Okay. There okay. you go. There you go. You the know I show. had to slip it in. You know I had. You know I had to slip slip it in. Tone, uh, your 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 piece from the eighties, my brother. Oh, from the eighties. Uh huh. Do uh, is cameo single life from the eighties? Yeah, it is eighties. Yeah, it is eighties. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. crucial too. That's crucial. <laughs> Hey, they're great live too. I saw them a couple years ago. Man, I love Cameo. Never seen them live. Yeah, they're very dope. Yeah, Cameo is dope. The saxophone mm. solo in Candy is by far one of the best saxophone solos mm. of hmm. all. You can make me listen to that when I get in the car. <laughs> I, I put a whole post on it a few months ago, and there are people that put other saxophone solos, but then another them to me really touched the the cameo saxophone solo mm -mm. so look s2 drop your 70 and 80s tracks in the uh in the comment section uh jana where can our folks find you and uh you know just tell us a little just just tell our fans a little bit about conversate for a few okay uh you can find me me personally you can find me at jana avery creative that's j-a-n-a-a-v-e-r-y creative um, on Instagram and it's uh, Jonna Avery on Facebook and you can find the show is Conversate for a Few um, it's at Conversate for a Few on Instagram 
and it's at conversate was at conversate for a few on Facebook also, and you can join the um the group, uh, the extended podcast convo. So we kind of try to continue the conversation um over there on Facebook about what we talk about on the show. But yeah, what basically what the show is is a straight conversation about hip hop. It's, it's no editing. Um, we feel like it's important to have these conversations about hip hop because if we don't have them, somebody else is gonna have them, and they're probably not gonna be giving correct information. Um, Y'all are so, the first ones that put the bug in my ear about how trash group home would was without Premier. Oh no! Uh, yeah, the uh, boy. Yeah. Okay, come on, fam. Come on. I mean, come really? On, come on. Really? I mean, Malachi the Nutcracker, bro. Come on. I like Lil Dap too. I like Lil, Lil, Lil Dap was nice. Lil Dap was nice. Lil Dap have a solo album. Lil Dap was nice. I don't know if he was nice enough for a solo album, but yeah. Malachi Malachi. Yo, I rock in the spot with the real hip hop. Why you? Yo, Malachi couldn't even read. Off the fucking, you know what I'm saying, like, like properly because he was I'm coming in, up in mad rage. Thirteen, he, kicking the real the stage. Real yeah, stage. But like, if you bro. put that over premiere beat, it's we're north. going with it. We going. You know they had a weird, they had a weird blend that worked though for me. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, 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 Malachi yeah, was yeah, whack, yeah, but he was he had a couple of nice lines and spinning the time yes. and a couple of songs. Believe it or not, uh, he could ride a premiere beat. That's all. He, that, ride, that, yeah. he had an unorthodox style. I mean, I dug it for what it was, but I thought Lil Depp was kind of dope, personally. Yeah, I did too. Wasn't that I Living Proof? Living yeah, Proof. Living proof. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's fire. <laughs> they trash and it's fire, but you see how it means <laughs> Exactly. exactly. Uh, Tone, tell the folks where they can find you, my man, because I was going to say, I mean, you are the man that, that I know that are, that is doing two podcasts, so let them know. Well, yeah, yeah. One is all. Uh, into well into the dome.com is the uh the website and then uh that time in hip hop and championship rounds uh boxing on the b row b r o l e row network on uh on youtube but yeah at uh tony hangs the dome um for my for my tour that's the easiest way to find me so i do a lot of stuff and post a lot of links on there man so yeah that's where you can find me man check me out perfect perfect uh man this is a beautiful conversation today uh, so I, I want to thank uh Jonna Avery for joining us. I want to thank Tony Haynes uh for joining us. Uh, we get look, we'll find a reason to bring you back. Trust me, we always do, okay? And you know, definitely, you know, definitely love uh your input, your input. And, and your energy today, you know, with uh, you know, with, with, with such a great conversation, guys. Thank you. Appreciate, Thank you. Appreciate you, Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. Woo. Man, that was a good show today. That was a very good show today. Can y'all hear me? Yep. Yeah, perfect. Absolutely. Just make sure, just make sure, just make sure, just make sure. Don't touch your mic, Perry. I'm not touching my mic. I'm not touching my mic. Uh, uh hey mom, you got a verse yes. for us today? Um, no, not really. Um no, I don't. But I will say that now that the world is opening back up, uh-huh. please go get your vaccine if you plan to venture out into the world. And as you venture out into the world and do those things that you so love to do, 
please make sure you're respectful of all people masked and unmasked because you not know who is vaccinated and who is not perfect perfect have a good perfect. thank you thank you uh yo rob yes sir yeah man you know how we do bro show some love to the comment section yeah, man, I was going through some of the uh, some of the uh, 70s and 80s songs from our uh, faithful commenters, man. Some good entries in there. And uh, hopefully we can uh, maybe we can discuss a couple of them real quick. You know, after I show some love, love, love to the comment section, you know what I'm saying? So all the people that rocked out with straight to tape in the comments today got to say what's up to the big chief homie Raj. What's up, man? Uh, also, Justin was in the building earlier. The homie Barrett. Had the big brother Don Marshall in the building. What's up to Karsten? Trisha, what's up, girl? I see you. My man Jimmy, what's up? Uh, AKA Jay Berkeley Gold. Hey, Bert. <laughs> Daniel, what's up, man? The homie Raf came through. Hadn't seen him in a minute. What's up, Raf? Uh, also, Ethan came through. The homie Reggie Marshall. Uh, Von T, what's up, girl? The homie Clee. We had Scotty Rock in the building. The homie Asim. And the homie Big Hump. What's up, y'all? GTG in the building. Uh, thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us in the comments section. And, uh, you know, just chilling with your favorite podcast, man. We love y'all, man. Appreciate y'all. You already know. You already know. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, once again, uh, another fun-filled edition of Straight to Tape. Now, we will be off next week, okay? Father's Day. So we're definitely going to celebrate Father's Day. We will be back on the 27th. Uh, and you know, as always, Sundays, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Facebook Live and on Twitch. This is your place for unapologetic conversation. So for the uh quintessential hip hop mom, Keisha Woodwine. Peace. Uh, of course, the social media assassin. Uh, for the hey, two man. one, Rob the actual. Man, we're gonna put a, um some of these uh these songs I'm, I'm, at the comment section to drop it. Getting them all. Oh, uh, you are you getting them? Yeah, I'm getting okay. them. Okay, all right. So pay attention, y'all. We're gonna put these in a the playlist, so you're gonna hear your suggestions uh coming up pretty soon. But anyway, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, look again, Ooh, love y'all, cool. man. Thanks for making us your favorite podcast, man. And uh, we're out. Exactly. And it's your man C Perry the second. As always, let's get active. Uh, fathers, enjoy your Father's Day. Definitely, We're definitely going to enjoy y'all. Black and daddies matter. We damn sure do. We damn sure do. Uh-oh. And uh, we will see you on the 27th. We're out.